Welcome to this exclusive bonus episode of the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we usually break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160, and Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me today is uh, Ghost of Thanksgiving's Past, Biden's Pardon Turkey, John Opat. I didn't actually have a uh, second funny thing for you. Yeah. So... (laughs) I just kind of made up something on the spot. You bunch of turkeys. Yep. Um, and I would say, "How you doing today?" But we're we're just gonna keep on rolling from the recording that we I were know. doing earlier. This time we are truly back. I mean, this is a back to back episode right here. We're so back. But I think we did a really good job not talking about Thanksgiving. So now we can. So how was yeah. your Thanksgiving? Dude, my Thanksgiving. I got some was... good Thanksgiving questions here for you. Okay. Um, First thing, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was pretty good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good as well. Yeah. Did Normally, you cook anything? Uh, I hard boiled eggs, and I did dishes, and I did a lot of cleaning, and the ladies okay. did most of the cooking. I I know that. Uh, you're pretty traditional. That's how you like it. You like yeah, the ladies at, to do the cooking. Yeah, as so that, that makes God sense. intended. Yep. Yeah. Um. No, I just I, I would suck if I tried, <laughs> and they know it. Um. Yeah. We normally have like a pretty big like family Thanksgiving with my dad's whole side, and this was like the first year that we didn't do that. We just kept it small. Um. Would you nice. do? You cook anything? Um. Yes. I. I did. I did a. A turkey um and i even specifically i tried to do this thing called spatchcocking it have you ever heard of that no but that's a fun word (laughs) it's where you cut the backbone out and then you like push it flat so it's supposed to like make it cook more evenly and and just supposed to um like be better and it was pretty good uh, I actually kind of want to buy another one and try to do it again here just because, you know, I didn't get to eat that much of it because it's for like, we had like a big extended family thing and, um, but it was pretty good. It was a good Thanksgiving. I think cool. I'd rather just do a small one though. Just, just with like immediate family. Do you, uh, do you do like a food coma and fall asleep watching football after you uh, eat? I, I did go home and I believe I did fall asleep. Yep. <laughs> Dude, Thanksgiving naps on the couch just hit different than any other yeah. kind of sleep. Yep. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's like I'm a big sleep guy. That's like my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I had a pretty good nap yesterday cuz I had I don't know if you got the day off, but I I had Wednesday and Friday off and Oh man, I took a great nap in the middle of the day yesterday. Yeah. Um I did have yesterday off. I what did I do? I cleaned my house, I put up the Christmas tree, I hung out with a buddy. Oh, look at you. Yeah. So Shoot. today might be my nap day. Yeah. If I'm lucky. There you go. I gotta try to put up some Christmas decorations today. Yeah, Get we talked spirit. about that. Yep. Yeah, we did talk about that. Long time listeners will know. <laughs> in the last episode, I also had to put up some Christmas decorations. Dude, uh, uh, I've been following our analytics, and I think, I think these two uh, episodes, when they drop, might get us over ten thousand li- listens. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. We're That's like pretty huge. close. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we'll have to pop some champers. I don't want to jinx it though, and then like have to wait another week. But um, yeah. I believe in the webheads. I think they can do it. Yeah, me too. Um, well, that's awesome. I've got a couple more Thanksgiving questions for you. Oh, yeah. What's up? Okay. What's your favorite Thanksgiving Day food? Um, I'm going to say sweet potatoes. With, oh, uh, that's so with good. Melted uh, marshmallows. marshmallows. Uh, yeah. Amazing choice. What about I'm you? L- literally, I'd debate between that, but then I'd probably end up going with... Do you guys have corn pudding over there? Like... Not only do we not have it, I have never heard of corn pudding in my life. That's the most oh Indiana thing I've ever God, heard of. Dude. And it is so good. You had it so is, much corn, is, you had to p- it make it into so a pudding. 
<laughs> it is so good. It is. It, it's the best. There's never enough. There's never leftovers. You know, as as the years go on, we're getting less and less leftovers, and here's why. I think it's because everyone makes the same amount, but there's more kids in the family now because all of my cousins are like have, you know, like all of my older cousins have like families that and, and they, as they have more kids now there's left leftovers. I mean, I, I'm I don't know. I don't know what to say about this, Zach. And the kids probably get bigger. Yeah, exactly. Like a, a so maybe the was... kids just start cooking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, what would what would they make? Mac and cheese, Uncrustables? That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. What am I talking about? Let let them cook. Okay. okay, I've got one more Thanksgiving Day question for you. Okay. What's your favorite? Oh, actually, I have two more. I just thought of another one. What's your favorite dessert? See, mine's definitely sweet potato pie. Here, I'm gonna say cherry pie because it feels like something that I only oh, ever. Good even have the option to get at thanksgiving yeah i only have pies in general at thanksgiving (laughs) right i don't remember seeing another pie the whole year the only other time i get a pie is have you ever been to gray's cafeteria in mooresville no okay i don't even know where mooresville is okay well like some hick town um (laughs) The only reason to know where Mooresville is is because of Gray's Cafeteria. It's like one of the famous restaurants of like Central Indiana, I guess. Oh, okay. And it's it's it, you you just go down the line and like you know it's like cafeteria food. Oh, okay. And they Sounds always have delicious. good pies. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm not making it sound very good. It's also like hella expensive, actually. So I don't go there that often. Have you ever? Um... You ever been to the famous like cafe in in West Lafayette at Purdue? Um, it's not Route sixty six Triple X Root Beer Triple X. It's a, uh, it's, no. a it's a it's a good little like historical like famous spot. Anyway, when you said like one of the famous place restaurants in like Central Indiana, it made me think of it. It's pretty good. Do you do you know about the chocolate shop in West Lafayette? Harry's Chocolate Shop. Yeah. It's not actually a chocolate shop. Yeah. So um, Elizabeth and I, when when uh, her dog was like going through everything that happened, Purdue has like an insane like chemo veterinarian like vet school. So anyway, that's where we took him and we're like walking around kind of waiting for everything to happen. And and we're a little hungry and and we're. So of course the story is right. We we see Harry's chocolate shop and we want to go in and get some get some chocolate. Even though like I'm like this is a bar. I've I've been here. I know that this place is a bar. I think they might also serve chocolate. But I know it's a bar. <laughs> and we walk in and there's of course like not any chocolate at all to be found. And we just like stand there like idiots for like ten seconds, and then we're like, "Oh, sorry, we're we're actually leaving." <laughs> the story there for those who aren't acquainted, um, it's like a prohibition thing. It was a speakeasy, and they oh, called- was it? Yeah, it was like the chocolate shop was a front, and then it became like a historical thing, and now it's just they don't even sell chocolate. It's just the bar, but they keep. Oh, the I name. did not know that at all. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like the oh, that's kind of interesting. The history behind it, and that's why it's like a an institution in West Lafayette. Is I think it's like the oldest surviving Dude, bar. How hard could it be to just make cheap chocolate bars and sell them for like two bucks a pop? They'd make so much money. I think it's more fun that they don't have any. You know. <laughs> because people want it it's they're like withholding it and it's it makes it more interesting it's more alluring you know it's like that band that everyone wants to get back together and they're just like no we're gonna stick to our morals we are absolutely never getting back together and you're like damn i hate that but i also respect (laughs) it more it's like how everyone wants leonard skinner to play Freebird, but they never do (laughs) do they really not I don't know. I was just, I'm sure they do. They have to. <laughs> How could they not? Um, okay, I got one more Thanksgiving Day question for you. 
Okay. We're really dragging this out because this probably isn't going to be very long. These these issues. I'm about it. Um, did you have any Thanksgiving Day bets going on this year on the football games? Uh, you know I'm not a big not a big better. Um, oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. Sorry, that's not a fun answer. No, like, no, that's okay. No, that's okay. Tell you about my insane ten game parlay, but <laughs> it doesn't exist. What about yeah. you? It seems like you maybe had some bets. I I actually did have one bet. You know, I, I had a little ten dollar bet um, on a David Montgomery touchdown, a CD Lamb touchdown, and a Christian McCaffrey touchdown, and so one in each game, and they all hit, and they made fifty bones. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So so the mortgage is covered for the month. <laughs> uh that sounds like such a great hit of adrenaline. I might just have to Dude, um, that's what that's okay. what it's all about. It's not it's not about the money. It's about the dopamine. The endorphins. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's about taking that fifty dollars you won and losing it on another bet. <laughs> exactly okay you can't lose a hundred dollar bet unless you win a couple ten dollar bets first you know yeah that's my problem when i go to casinos is i just i want a good story more than i want to actually leave with money so i'll hit a couple times on roulette and you know i'll be like hey guys watch this and then i'll just put it all on like one specific number and of course it's not going to hit that number but like if it did i would have been you know it's like you, well, you turn twenty dollars into sixteen hundred exactly what means more winning sixteen hundred with an awesome story or losing 20 well you know <laughs> that's that's where i stand you know to say you'll forget one the next week you know it buys you a sandwich and then you're done the other one is like that's a story you tell at parties. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, hey, I got a little Thanksgiving Day joke for you. You know I've been oh, saving it. We're past the questions and now it's time now, for the jokes. Now we're past the questions. Now we're into the joke. Um what's the same about um Norman Osborne and a turkey? What? They're both goblin. Zach. <laughs> goblin what? That was it. Just goblin. They're goblin. both goblin. D's nuts. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Um man, we're well, 13 we're thir- minutes well, we're in. We're 13 minutes in, but this is a shorter this is a Thanksgiving Day bonus. So I know. we haven't been off track at all. Nothing but the best content for our listeners. It's, yeah. Um well, cool. Do do we want to? Oh, I thought you had something else. Oh, I mean, we can. Is there anything that you're thankful for this year, John? I'm I'm thankful for so much, Zach. It would it would take less time to say the things I'm not thankful for. I'm wow. thankful for like everything. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for <laughs> my co-host who had no idea oh, what he was my signing up for, but has been game for all of it. Oh my gosh. And well, I'm thankful for you also. Every week of the year. <clears throat> as 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 my co-host. So, yep, you know, that's a two-way street. Yeah. Appreciate it, bud. Okay, should right. we do this? Yeah. Yeah, speaking of my wonderful co-host, he chose these issues today, so keep that in mind. If uh, do if we, they're do not we have, good. Do we have to send it over to the Better Business Bureau? Yeah, let's do that first. Okay. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. Okay, so we're back, and as Zach alluded to, I did pick these issues because I googled Spider-Man Thanksgiving Day issues, and these two came up, and 
they're pretty bad. So <laughs> buckle in. I kind of had a feeling when you sent them over to me. I was like, I don't think these are going to be uh, as like, dude, yeah. like he thinks they are. But you're such a good sport about all the issues I choose. If you ever <laughs> feel strongly about anything, we'll do an episode over it. I didn't feel strongly about this. If you I ever suggest something, I didn't at all. <laughs> I for sure. If you guys see the 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 title page of one of these issues, it looks like it's like out of a cereal box to me. <laughs> and I I expected you to say no. You so so. I'd say your game for everything, Zach. If John tells me to crash my car, I'll be like, okay, fair <laughs> enough. He does enough for me. Um. So who should go first here? What? Which one you want to go first? Um. Well, I think yours is going to be pretty quick. Uh. We, sure. Maybe let's do mine. I can go. Oh, okay. Okay, let's we, do yours. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this one is Spider Gwen number fourteen, and uh, I told John I don't know anything about Spider Gwen. My here's, whole, here's, yeah. My whole understanding of her is based on the movies. And from this comic, I think maybe that's maybe that's fine. Maybe it's pretty close. Um, yeah, but, I think you're right. I think that it is kind of the same backstory. But the thing about this issue is, this is like in the middle of a story that's going on. So, like, yeah, would you say you felt a little lost in this comic book reading it? One thousand percent. Yeah, this is issue fourteen in her own book, which takes place on Earth sixty five, which is not like anything that we read. That's not the main universe. That's not the ultimate universe. It's just its own thing. Um, we're we're fully being dropped in. This is not like a pick it up and you're good to go. This is, I guess, I guess you'd say this is not like. A standalone Thanksgiving issue. Like it's, they have standalone Christmas issues and episodes of shows where you can generally be thrown in and and understand what's going on. Yeah, it's not self-contained. But um, what it is, is written by Jason Latour, has art by Robbie Rodriguez and Chris Visions, colored by Rico Renzi and lettered by Clayton Cowles. So we're told on a previously on page, which I was like, that's pretty helpful. That's nice. But then it, there, it turns out there's things I wish it had had on there that we find out later that we're like, that should have been on a previously on page. Um, apparently, Gwen has been fighting the Punisher. Her dad is turning himself into the police. And Matt Murdock, who's usually Daredevil, is um, the kingpin of this world. And we, you think so? You think he's the kingpin? One, I had no idea that was Matt Murdock from that from that page. I just thought it was like some dork, and I was like, "Oh, the kingpin is some dork in this universe." So he's got red hair. He's got red glasses. He's wearing a suit. He's got a like a blind man's cane, and he says, "The kingpin is at your service." Okay, how do? You 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 don't know that that's a blind man's cane. The normal kingpin also walks around with a cane. So so what's the difference? That's fair. Um, the normal kingpin is also about 400 pounds and bald. Yeah, so, so like I, I said, I thought the kingpin was just like a dork in this, in this universe. He's like well, a skinny guy instead of a, a big guy. Matt Murdock is a dork and a skinny guy. I, I looked at this and I just knew, oh, that's Matt Murdock. Okay, see, I didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so we open on Gwen talking to her dad in prison, where he tells her to go home and have a normal Thanksgiving without him. And he says he has to be accountable for this mess. What is this mess? I don't know. Maybe we should have read the first 13 issues to know. <laughs> um, and this is how the world will see the truth about Spider-Woman. And then Matt Murdock laughs from off panel and he we realize he's in the room with them. And he says, who cares about the truth? You certainly didn't when you were a police officer. If Gwen hadn't revealed her secret to you, you'd still be hunting her. The truth didn't matter then and it doesn't matter now. But if you want it, here it is. You can't fix it. 
And Matt says Captain Stacy is there because of his ego, and nothing he does matters. It's up to Gwen to save the day. And Captain Stacy asks, what if I'd rather burn than make a deal with a slime like you? And Murdoch says, you're a te- terrible liar, Captain, but that's the spirit. Okay, so can what what's happening here? What, 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 what are you taking a lot can of you, inferences based off you, of this scene? Yeah, exactly. So can you try to make some inferences here? Because you're usually pretty good at this. I'm getting that. Okay, so Captain Stacy, right? Her dad. Yes. I'm just assuming a lot of this is like what we would expect from the comics or what we've kind of seen in the Spider-Verse movies. Yeah, I take it he was a police captain. He was hunting down Spider Woman. Spider Woman, and then he realized it's his daughter, and he's like, "I need to let her go or convince the world that she's good or something." And somehow that landed him in prison. So now is he maybe saying he's gonna like take the rap for like killing Peter or something? I guess um, we don't know yet that Peter's dead, but like. I if think you've seen Spider Verse, we know that. I think Peter, yeah, and, and it then, does say it later. But then it's like, why is why is Matt Murdock, who is either the kingpin or at least representing the kingpin, why is he working with Gwen? And why? And I guess why he's there. Captain Stacy saying, "I'd never make a deal with a slime like you." Why are they, it seems like all of our sides are like I don't understand who's on what side here. <laughs> it's almost like we just got dropped into a story. Um <laughs> I'm guessing like in addition to being like the kingpin, he's still a lawyer and I guess he's there as as his attorney. But they know he's the kingpin, they know he's a bad guy. So why is Gwen being lawyered by him? Zach, um, could you do me a favor and can we put this pod on break? Can you read the first 13 issues <laughs> and then come and do this again? I think some of this ends up making a little bit more sense later on in the issue. You know, okay. you just get more context okay. clues. Okay. But then there's also definitely things that I was not prepared for that come in at like the very end of the issue. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <clears throat> so. We get another scene where later on a rooftop, Gwen is talking to Matt and she says she's sorry and doesn't know what they need to say to make her dad see that he needs their help. And Matt says he knows that with me in the picture, he must do everything he can to stay in your life. He knows well of the Kingpin's interest in Spider Woman and that until my plans are hatched, I will do whatever is in my power to keep you close, to keep you safe. And we see that they're watching the Macy's Day Parade below, and Matt ruffles Gwen's hair and see, says, "This is why I think this is why I think Matt Murdock is just like representing the Kingpin. I think he's just on Kingpin's side in this universe rather than fighting him because he says he knows well of the Kingpin's interest in Spider Woman. I thought so he was just be a- being conceited and talking in third person. Well, maybe he is." I'd really like to think that there's a world where the Kingpin is Matt Murdock and he's just like evil. That was honestly my favorite part about this issue because I was like, ooh, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because also, if she's the Spider-Man of this universe, right? And there is no Daredevil of this universe. And the Kingpin is like as evil and savvy and connected as he normally is, but he also has daredevil's powers. Um, and there's no Spider-Man to stop him. There's no daredevil to stop him. Like he is, he's just going to get whatever he wants. Like that dude is truly a menace. Yeah. But if it's just that he works for the Kingpin, that's slightly less cool. Yeah. Well, either way, this, this part was my favorite part of this issue. Seeing Matt Murdock do, like be kingpin stuff yeah and he ruffles her hair but it's like kind of you know it's like a power move it's not like he's he's being friendly oh yeah it's like a you know you have to do whatever i say like she's a little kid yes and he says so let's keep it that way shall we no more spider womaning not until i give the order and we get a title card that says cold turkey and we understand that 
you know, it's a it's a pun. It's a Thanksgiving issue, and it's about her having to suddenly stop being a superhero to save her dad. And we next see the Parker house, where May and Ben Parker are preparing for Thanksgiving dinner. And May steps outside to go get something from the store and almost gets hit by a football from Flash Thompson. But Ben makes a spectacular one-handed catch to save her. And I thought here, oh, maybe in this universe, Uncle Ben has like spider powers because that's kind of like an Odell type catch. Like, Wait, so I could this, see him having so sticky this is, hands. So this is Uncle Ben and Aunt May? Yes. So Uncle Ben didn't die in this universe, but Peter's parents still did. And Peter died. And Peter has died. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Flash apologizes and invites Ben for a pickup game on the street, but Ben declines and goes back inside. And later, Gwen is walking and checking her texts when she runs into May carrying groceries and helps her with them. And they start talking on the subway, and May says um, they've been trying to reach Gwen, but Gwen says she was afraid they'd be mad at her. And May's like, no, don't be ridiculous. Um we're not happy your father was helping spider woman, but we have nothing against you. And Gwen admits that she knew about her dad helping spider woman. And may asks her why she did it. And then says, I'm sorry, I shouldn't ask that. I don't need to know why George has been a good friend, practically our whole lives. He didn't kill Peter. No matter what he's done. I trust your father has a good reason. And then, John, this part confused me because it seemed like that whole conversation, I knew what was going on. And then all of a sudden, from seemingly nothing, Gwen somehow realizes that May knows she's Spider-Woman. And she's like, oh, my God, I have to leave. But May pulls her in for a hug and whispers to her, if Spider-Woman is still free because your father believes in her. Because she might be the hero I feel she could grow to be. Then I still believe in the Stacys. But honey, this conversation can never happen again. Especially not with Ben Parker. And she says that Ben is still heartbroken and needs some time to heal. Okay. So it sounds like Aunt May does know that she's Spider-Woman. And but, is trying to give her a pick-me-up. But Ben doesn't. And right. Ben probably more thinks that like they're still responsible for Peter's death somehow, however that happened. Yes, but if you read the first part of May's conversation with the knowledge that she knows that Gwen is Spider-Woman, it makes no sense. She's like, oh, we're not happy about your dad protecting Spider-Woman, and I don't know why he did it. Well, well yes, you do. If you know that his daughter the girl you're talking to is spider woman. Then the rest of that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't follow it that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so later we see Gwen on her roof as someone calls her a dork and throws a burger at her. And Jessica drew is below her calling for her to come down. This is, um, this is also spider woman. This is like the, maybe the most common, version of Spider-Woman. And if you watch the uh into the Spider-Verse, you'd recognize a version of her. Um but in that movie, she's black and she's pregnant and here she's just kind of like the normal uh 616 Jessica Drew that like most comic readers would know. Um and she has a man named Roger and a baby with her. And Roger is like a big guy and he's in some kind of superhero suit but we can't really tell what his deal is um and he keeps asking things about gwen's dimension like if the cowboys still play on thanksgiving here and if turkeys look the same and we find out he's the nanny for jessica's baby but also maybe her boyfriend it's unclear and uh jessica says it's been months since gwen lost her powers and at that point i'm like what how was that not listed in like the previously on page why is matt murdoch interested in her why did he say no more spider womaning i i thought that was like her having to give up uh, you know a big part of herself but if she hasn't been a superhero for months 
does he not know that what is going on yeah i don't i don't even like see where that says i i i won't lie to you when when jessica drew popped in i was like i don't know what's happening here <laughs> and if you thought that the conversation between mj and peter about like who likes who lost me the last 10 pages of this lost me more than any comic could ever lose me i was just like let's just get to the end here (laughs) and i don't know if i mentioned this but this is not the jessica drew of like earth 65 gwen's dimension this is like a different jessica drew who she's met at some point through the spider verse and she popped into this dimension for thanksgiving so that's why yeah. Roger is asking, like, are turkeys normal here? Do the cowboys still play? I don't know what the rules are for, like, a new dimension. Like, anything could could be weird. Um, yeah. So not only is this a character we haven't seen before, this isn't even a character from the same universe. Like, this is a very confusing issue for, uh, for a beginner. Um, and... She starts talking about a lot of stuff that honestly I don't know what she's talking about and I can't follow. And, and, and the art just completely changes when they jump in. It becomes like their yeah. universe's art. Well, and I don't like it. I don't even think it's that. I don't think there's that much thought into it. When we go back to like the credits, it says artists, Robbie Rodriguez and Chris Visions. So what that tells me is one person couldn't finish the issue in time for the deadline and they had to bring someone else in to like finish the rest of the pages. Uh, I th- no, I think they probably purposefully drew it in a different style when she came over. Like it's like from another universe. I've, I, I, I like that you're trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I've read enough comics. I know when an artist couldn't meet the deadline. <laughs> Okay. This just it seems it seems like a a bug, not a feature. Okay. Cuz they're still in Gwen's dimension. It's not like she hopped over to theirs. Yeah. And Je- uh so Jessica says it's been months since Gwen lost her powers and asks her if in that time she's met a special someone. And Gwen says no, she actually hasn't really given much thought to dating. And they sit down around the Thanksgiving dinner table, and Gwen says that she is thankful. And she says, I was just thinking about what you said, Jess, about how I needed something real in my life, something that's not just the costume, not just work. I can't help but feel lonely, especially at the holidays. I always have, even when everyone I love around me, even when everyone I love is around me. I guess I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop, for it to all go away. I worry so much about the future that I forget to be in the present. Truth is, the people in our lives do come and go, and sometimes they don't come back. But focusing on what you could lose isn't living. Living is making the most of the time with the people in your lives and being thankful for what you've been given. And they applaud her for her little speech, and Roger tries to turn on the football game, but they see on the TV that a supervillain named the Koala Commander has attacked the parade and declared that if Australia can't have Thanksgiving, then no one can. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I thought you'd like that. I didn't uh, even notice that. <laughs> I didn't even, I'd like barely read these last 10 pages. You didn't make it that far. I didn't. And- Jessica grumbles that her and Roger have to take care of this since Gwen lost her powers. Did did and, you think did you think that the announcer looked like Perd Happily? Do you think it was supposed to look like him on purpose? Who's Perd Happily? From Parks and Rec? Oh, you heard with Perd? Yeah. Let me see here. You'll be like, oh yeah, that looks exactly like him. Doesn't that guy, his shtick is that he plays the news reporter in, like, every TV show? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. That's funny. Carry on. You notice one of the balloons back there is uh, Spider-Ham? Yep. Okay. So, um, 
Jessica grumbles that her and Roger have to take care of this since Gwen lost her powers. And as they leave, Gwen yells to Jess, you're judging me. Your boyfriend is dressed like a freaking porcupine. And that's it. The issue ends. That's it. Um, it was, yeah. No, the I, best the best part of this issue was definitely the Matt Murdock kingpin stuff. That's that's the only interesting stuff that was going on in this. I agree, but that also seems like something that might just be cool about this whole run. Like, not even just this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the koala dude. It's kind of fun. He's only in one panel, though. Um. So what do we want to uh, rate this out of? I gave it um a four out of ten confusing, but pretty cute issues. <laughs> confusing, but pretty cute. Um, literally... I did not make it all the way through this one. Once, <laughs> once they came in from another universe, and I was like, "What the hell is happening here? What? What?" And then they just start like randomly talking about this guy who's like the nanny, and he wants to watch football. And I'm just like, "What's happening here?" And uh, so I'm gonna give this one a. I don't know. I guess I'll give it a three because I did like the Matt Murdock stuff, even though I don't like the way he looked. Red hair, man. He is drawn with, like, red or auburn hair most of the time in the comics, honestly. Okay. He looks like a creeper, but I guess he's supposed to be a bad guy, so... Yeah, I think that's the point. Um, um, Dude, every time Matt Murdock appears in anything, he just makes that thing better. I really gotta read yeah. my Daredevil. Yeah. Okay, so are we on mine now? Uh, Yep. Mine is called... Hold up, let me get it pulled up. There's a lot going on here, and I want to make sure I give it all the space and time it deserves. So, yeah, while Zach's pulling it up, I'm... I feel confident saying that this is, like, some sort of comic run that is out of a cereal box, (laughs) or specifically made for, like, nickelodeon or something like that like this is not a a real comic like this is like a fun little what if the superheroes were like babies kind of thing i don't know i would not be surprised if the physical copy of it is like printed on square cardboard pages yeah yeah so this is marvel superhero adventures captain marvel mealtime mayhem and um Zach, I wonder if there's a way for you to like post the post the issues. So if our listeners want to, you know, read I them. put them in the um episode description. Yeah. And on the cover, it's all the superheroes at the dinner table, and Venom is like behind them slobbering all over the turkey. And I couldn't quite find everyone's like first and last name of their role in the for the creative team. So so it's just listed out McGuire, Ryan, Templeton, Strychowski, Del Penino, Campbell, and Smith did this one. A lot of people working on this one. It's a jam comic. It is. And so we open on Spider Gwen. And like I said, everything is drawn in this like uh very kids cartoony way okay so how you would describe this zach i know what this is i gotta go on a rant i normally am not like i mean i don't think i am i hope i'm not like comic from the simpsons i don't want to be a snob this tv show pisses me off it's like made for children um i think it's on disney or whatever it's spidey and his friends and it's the it's the one with Patrick Stump of Fallout Boy sings the theme song. I have no and idea what you're talking about. My nephews watch it, and it's so it's got Peter, Miles, Gwen. They're like all three Spider People, and they're like tots. And oh yeah, yeah, I hate it, it because instead, like they call Miles's character Spin, and so anytime my 
nephews see Miles Morales, they're like, it's Spin. And I'm like, that's not his name. That's so stupid. And then they see Gwen. And instead of like, oh, that's Spider Woman. Oh, that's uh, Spider Gwen. Her name is Ghost Spider in this show. And they're like, oh, is that Ghost Spider? And I'm like, you know, I really wish you knew like their actual well, well, this, names. Well, this is this is basically that because later on, don't they say like Ghost? Ghost Spider. Yeah, that's what they yeah. call her. So and this is just like that comic book. It's like it's that show. From that show, yeah. Oh, well, it's terrible. So let's let's <laughs> no it's actually not it's fun we have fun over here right i just like come on teach the you have the malleable minds of like the youth of america and you're teaching them the wrong names for absolutely the, no reason the thing is though spider gwen is a bad name for a spider man right she doesn't actually go by that though she goes by spider woman yeah that's just the name on the cover yeah um, okay, so we open on Spider-Gwen. She webs up a robber, and she's like, man, I have worked up quite the appetite webbing up this guy. And she leaves him for the police as she goes off looking for pie. And Spider-Gwen changes back into her regular Gwen clothes, and she goes into a pie shop only to discover that Venom is robbing the place. And Gwen has to help, but she can't blow her secret identity. So she's like, um, Venom, sir, I have to go to the bathroom. And Venom is like, okay, but be right back. And Gwen sneaks off into the kitchen to change and to look for something to help fight Venom. And she comes across some big bags of flour. So she throws them everywhere, causing chaos. And Spider-Gwen and Venom fight, and she throws, she webs him up, and then she throws pies in his face, which he enjoys licking off. Classic. It is a classic. (laughs) And What is that? Okay, did that remind you of um, Scooby-Doo? Yeah, kind of, I guess. They they would do that. How he, like, his tongue, like, cleans his whole face in a circle. Yeah. And Venom is like, oh, I just wanted some pie. I didn't have any money. And Gwen leaves Venom webbed up for the cops before asking for some pie as a reward for saving the day. And on the last page, she thinks to herself, crime doesn't pay, but her heroism sometimes pays in pie. But Venom got his pie, too, because she threw it in his face. And this is pumpkin pie. She's eating, I can see. And Venom did get pie too. That's true. <laughs> um well this was this was a fun little little uh jaunt. Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> it's hard to grade like as the same thing as what we've been looking for looking at because it's it's specifically made for like small children. But yeah. it's not it's not bad. Yeah. No, I'll give this one a five out of five pieces of pie. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it a six out of five. Six okay. out of ten. What am I saying? Six out of ten. Six out of five. Yeah. These were perfect for what they were. Yep. Um. Okay, and then we get this really... <laughs> I We get this page of, like, some Spider-Man comics like newspaper comics and um i don't know should we just skip over it they're they're pretty there there's like a (laughs) archie parody there's like a charlie brown parody yeah they're all only a few hawkeye hawkeye shoots hulk in the butt with an arrow and hawk's chasing him around and then spider-man carries around his webs like a blanket like he's lionel from charlie brown it's good fun okay and then there's a word search so and then there's another word search on the, no then there's a crossword then if well, you flip the page then there's a full skipping. page word search you're skipping there's another little five panel comic that was made by one of the artists like kid it's like a, a, they had a child make a a little comic strip and they put it in here 
and it, and it's just like five dad jokes in comics. It says They're Ultron individual getting, panels. It says Ultron getting tongue tied. These are actually pretty funny. I'm going to go through these one by one. This is okay. Ultron getting tongue tied, and it's Venom like tying up Ultron with his tongue. And then it says the next one is seeing double vision, and it's Vision looking at himself in a mirror. And then the next one is Green Goblin, and it's the Green Goblin just munching on food. And then it says Avengers assemble a bookshelf, and it's all the Avengers working on like an IKEA bookshelf. And then it says Doctor Octopus, Octopus Doctor, and I don't get it. <laughs> he's working. He's like uh, doing a surgery on an octopus. He's a doctor for octopi. Doctor Octopus, Octopus Doctor. That's funny. Yeah. And they're all it's, drawn like a you know a nine or ten year old drew them. This this kid seven years old. It says this kid has a future. Yeah, that that actually is really good for seven year old. And then there's a crossword, and then there's a word search. Zach, did you do the word search? Absolutely not. Okay, neither did I. Um, okay, should we at move looking on? Looking at it for two seconds, I've already found I found the word jaw. jumping. Did you find jumping? Okay, I found jumping looking at it really quickly. So we've done most of it. I found Ant-Man and Wasp. Nice. Captain America. They say it's a word search, but most of these are just written like horizontally like they should normally be oh they're just my stacked gosh, on each other for children <sighs> avengers peter parker thor hulk i'm so I'm moving on i'm nova moving Core, on nova Corps, web marvel comics ant-man wasp rocket raccoon villain evil bad guy lockjaw this is a joke of a word what search. are you talking about there's not even those words in it are you kidding me just this read it from top to bottom. Are we looking at the same one? Find a word, the fun word search game. You, are you on the last one or the middle one? I'm the one that's a word search. There's two word searches. One's on, one's at the end and one's in the middle. The one in the middle, you're finding species, the spider species. Black Widow, what? Lynx, Water, Hunting, Turkey, Wolf. Dude, I'm on. I'm still on page twelve. You're on page thirteen with Spider-Man on it. Oh, that word search. Yeah, I'm on the. I was on the next word search. Okay, whoops. I thought two word searches. There's actually three word searches. Okay, you're right. That one is easy. Okay, can we go to the next story, please? Okay. So, second story. Peter is Spider-Man. He's sitting up on a building. He's eating some burgers and fries. And all of a sudden, he hears someone yelling for help. And he goes, oh, there goes my quiet day. And, I, and he goes to, to help out. And it's Thor. Thor has lost his hammer. Thor is like, my hammer usually flies back to me, but nothing's happening. And I don't know what to do. And Spider-Man is like, well, whenever I lose things, I retrace my steps. This really is like made for kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and Thor says, well, earlier this morning, I was in a battle with Fenrir the wolf. And um, so maybe I should go check that out. But I can't fly. And Peter's like, well, I'll give you a ride over. So Peter swings Thor over to the place where they had their fight, him and the wolf. And they're searching through the alleyway. And they can't find it. And Thor, or and Peter's like, well, maybe you should just get a new hammer. And Thor starts crying. He's like, I can't get a new hammer. And then someone off panel begins laughing at him. And who else but Loki is there. And Loki and Thor begin to fight. And Thor is demanding that Loki give back his hammer. And Spider-Man stops the fight. He's like, look. Thor, everything you told me about Loki, there's no way he stole your hammer. He's just wasting your time. Loki would not be able to steal your hammer. And Loki begins to brag. He's like, I could totally steal Thor's hammer, okay? I could do it so easily. I just open up a portal to another dimension under it. It would fall through. 
and his hammer would be gone. And and Spider-Man's like, well, I don't believe it. Until I see the hammer, then I just don't believe you could steal it. So Loki obviously uh, doesn't doesn't get what Peter's trying to do. And he opens up a portal and he grabs the hammer back. And Thor is able to summon his hammer and he beats Loki up with it. And then Thor tells Peter that the hammer is important to him because it's a gift from his dad. And he thanks Spider-Man for getting it back to him and he flies off. And Peter is left to wonder what happened to his french fries. Okay, so you know how Good you did fun. You know how you didn't read the last 10 pages of Spider-Gwen? You, 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 this one lost you? I skimmed it in like under 10 seconds. I'm just looking <laughs> at the pages. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did to Spider-Gwen. Well, this was, I thought it was good fun. Good little fight between Loki and Thor. And then it looks like in the next issue, it's all of the Avengers versus the Frost Giants in Manhattan. So I don't know. I thought maybe we could stay with this comic line. Yeah. Maybe do bonus episodes weekly about this one. Um, Sorry, listeners. This uh, this podcast is actually ending with this episode. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? What's your rating system? Um, Out of little tykes. Dude, uh, I don't know that I'm qualified to even judge it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Three out of ten little tykes. I'm sure it would slap if I was five years old. Yep, I'm giving this one another five out of five little tykes. Two right. perfect issues. Zach's was terrible. Let's go. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't think we should crap on the idea, though, of just like choosing, you know, a holiday themed issue and being like, let's pick this up and see what happens. No, well, that's just, what we did for the Super Bowl. We did that for the Super Bowl. I just think like Christmas, I think that'll work. I think there's going to be enough there's standalone probably, stuff for Christmas. We can pick a, a couple good ones. I don't know that any other holiday will work as cleanly. Maybe if we circle back around of july i bet halloween i bet if we circle back around next year if we're still yeah. doing this we might find like a spider-man halloween thing i mean yeah. again a hobgoblin kind of works for that nightmare works for that yeah we pretty much did we had some spooky issues we did have some spooky issues <laughs> um well cool Thanks, John, for giving us our uh, our issues for this episode. You are very welcome. I hope everybody enjoyed them and read along. They were quite fun, I thought. Ooh, speaking of reading along, uh, gotta give a free plug. I saw this today. If you guys have been listening to us and thinking, this sounds so fun, I want to read these issues. Um, they actually are doing a sale right now for Marvel Unlimited. It's the cheapest it'll be all year. What? Sign up paid for it. Sign up right now for just fifty dollars a year with code Cyber Twenty Three. Are you kidding me? You can read along. You can read these issues we did today because you don't want to miss them. Fifty bucks for a year. I already paid like sixty-seven, Zach. You should honestly talk to them and say that you give them so much free publicity for this pod see if you can get reimbursed i would say the listeners would be making fools of themselves if they're not running to their computers right now to sign up for that deal you should have two tabs open on your computer at all times one betterbusinessbureau.com <laughs> two marvel unlimited slash sign up yes three chess.com and you should play me in chess <laughs> and then four is our youtube page yeah there you go yeah those are those are the four bookmarks every computer needs remember that code is cyber 23 yeah thanks for reiterating that i reiterating that i had already forgotten tell them zach and john sent you and they won't know what it means <laughs> um do you have anything else um, I don't. Did you watch the Madam Web trailer? No. Zach said he's not watching that movie. I, I, yeah, we talked about this um after we stopped recording last week. I, I told John, 
Zach said Spider-Man movies should be male driven and I'm not going to watch one that stars a female. Not Madam Web. <laughs> give me something else. Give me Silk, give me Spider-Woman, give me anything. I I told him I probably am in the top 1% of like comic Spider-Man fans. Like I I could get on board with you know a lot of different things that they want to put in the movies but i don't know what sony's doing like morbius don't care madam web don't care Raven the hunter as don't like ca- a like standalone character don't and he's I like even, an animal activist i haven't even seen <laughs> the venom movies like neither have i it's just yeah. so weird that they think these are like the ip that people want to watch yeah yeah they do just they're just like burning money over there man it'd be like having the rights to batman and saying okay we're gonna do an alfred prequel movie didn't someone do that (laughs) did they i'm trying to make a joke and they're proving my point i'm pretty sure it's like a show called like pennyworth or something oh oh my god you're right (laughs) stop doing that that's That's not why we read the comics that's not what anyone cares about that's what i care about okay little little did you know zach i'm using this pod as a platform to to start my real pod pennyworth uncovered where we (laughs) talk about alfred pennyworth's backstory i tried to make a joke about the dumbest thing they could do (laughs) and not only is it real my co-host is advocating for it. Yep. No, I've I've never seen that. You're right. That's absurd. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Madam Web trailer? No, I still haven't. Okay. No, I don't I don't care about that. This um, can be the last we talk about it on the pod for all I care. It'll come out and I won't even is she pay in, it any is mind. Is she in our run at all? Isn't no. she supposed to be like a cool character? Like but she's like she's like an there was an animated series back in the day yeah. where there were only like and and my family had this DVD that were, was only like six episodes. It was like the six best ones or something. And one of them was a Hobgoblin one. One was a Mysterio one. And one was like a Madam Web one. And I remember I didn't like that one very much. But I did remember like she was like some weird old lady, right? Yes. And now they've got dakota johnson playing her they're like hey what if we made this weird old lady that no one even understands sexy (laughs) it's gonna get people in the seats yeah they should have got helen mirren now she's a dame right there yeah i that's like good casting but still i don't care about madam web i couldn't even explain her to you yeah well, me neither, so I'm not going to try to. Yeah. Listeners, okay. write in with your top 10 favorite <laughs> Madam Web issues. Madam Web stories. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Is that it? Are we done? I, I think we're done. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I know Happy it already passed. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yep. Happy late Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, I'm so thankful for Ian Hickey for our music and Alyssa Seaman for the artwork. And all of the webheads for listening and leaving a review or a comment. You guys can find us first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify or Apple music or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can leave us a message on Instagram at first read podcast. Send us an email at first read Spidey at gmail.com or find us on YouTube. The first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya.